Hello, everyone, and welcome into another edition of the Poppin' Vod Show. Plus one, Joey Calistri's up in studio with the studio. We're in the broadcast booth. I've got radio on the mind. Hope everyone's had a great Wednesday so far. Rainy Wednesday as we get set for a big match with San Antonio FC coming up this Saturday here at 1 Oak Field. Oh, and we've got gifts for you. Of course, what would it be? A pop and vodka without gifts? That's right. We've got two tickets coming up to Saturday night's match, 7 o'clock. You should be here, and we'll throw in these extremely lovely scarves as well. You see these with Coach holding them up uh, at the end of every single win here at 1 Oak Field. So, same rules as always on Facebook. You have to like comment and share this post or the first post that you see there on the Roughnecks Facebook page and then we'll give away this lovely prize pack as we are headed out the door this afternoon. As mentioned, special guests for the very first time, we have a plus one inside the booth. It's Joey Calistri. You might know him from Northwestern. You might know him as well as being one of the better players on this team. Joey, man, thanks for thanks for uh, taking time to join us. No problem, afternoon. man. Thank you for having me. Glad to uh, glad to be on here. Absolutely. Um, I just want to get your kind of general thoughts as we take a look back at the San Antonio match. Just some of your, you know, general synopsis of how you felt that the game played out. Yeah, I think we, uh, you know, we, it's a team that we, we know pretty well now, playing them in the Open Cup and playing them in the regular season. Um, I think we match up pretty well against them. I think, uh, you know, every time we play them, it's a, it's a pretty pretty heated battle I think you know they have some very good attacking players and they're pretty organized defensively but I think uh, you know when we can get our high press working how we've you know been able to do it recently I think we can create some problems for them what has been the most beneficial to you being in Tulsa this season so far how much do you feel like that you've grown since the first time you stepped on the pitch yeah I mean it's just huge to play a full professional season you know like 30 32 games in the season playing every game pretty much you know I think it's really important for development and uh, you know building confidence and, and kind of moving forward I think uh, you know I've, I've learned a lot from you know the lessons and the matches that we've gone through here you say that you know having you know a full season to play here was there ever a, was there was there a time where you felt like that you know obviously you knew that you needed you know more minutes on the field was was there ever frustration that set in uh, before you because you've been through a lot, honestly, before you got here to Tulsa. I mean, at what point did frustration set in for you? Yeah, I mean, it's always tough to, you know, go through preseason and the beginning of season not really getting, uh, you know, getting on the field that much. Yeah. It's it's never easy, but, uh, you know, it's part of the game. There there are times where there are guys ahead of you, and mm -hmm. you just got to keep working and keep your head down. And, you know, that's what I've kind of, you know, been my goal here when I have came here. I just try to keep my head down and, and keep working. All right, let's go back to last week's match. Uh, you get the goal, goal number nine on the season uh, for you here in Tulsa. Uh, let's walk me through the first half. You know, Coach Vod said at half, he felt like that at times it felt like they were a little lackadaisical there. Uh, moving forward, it felt like that there should have been, you know, a couple of goals scored there in the first half. Uh, kind of walk me through what the first half was like this past Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, they were a young team. Um, I, I can vouch for that. I mean, I should have scored, you know, at least probably two of the headers that I had in the first half. I think uh, I should have done a little better with those, but... You know, overall, we were creating chances, and I think that's been, you know, consistent with us throughout the past couple of weeks. We've, we're making chances, we're getting them behind, and we're dangerous. And I think, uh, you know, the finishing's coming, and, and we're doing pretty well with that, too. So I think we just got to focus from the first minute. You know, knowing when we get that first chance, it could be in the first minute, it could be in the 15th minute, whenever it is, you just got to be ready to put it in. What's going through your mind right now as the season is winding down? We were kind of joking before. It's been a long season. When we look back at some of the dates, I mean, yeah. amazing to think that the first matchup with San Antonio was in July on the 17th. You go back to even the Open Cup. It's been a long year. Where are you at right now mentally and physically? 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a long grind. I think, uh, you know, that middle part of the year is kind of probably the toughest because, you know, you're you're in the dog days of summer and it's 100 degrees here, which not many people are used to, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, you know, I think now that we're getting towards the playoffs, I think there's a new energy with the team, and I think everyone's just trying to, you know, get their head set on making a run in the playoffs and, and doing the best we can. When did that mindset kind of set in? When, when did you realize that when you just look at the table in the West, when did that kind of set in that, all right, now it's getting close to playoff time? Well, I think going into the the six game road span we had, I think that was the you know the moment where we're like, okay, this can you know make or break how we do you know how how we qualify for the playoffs or if we don't. And I think uh, you know we had a pretty good road trip. It wasn't great, obviously. We could have done better, but mm -hmm. I think we for the most part got really good results, especially on the Pacific Northwest trip. And uh, you know now that we're back at home with with the majority of our games, I think we're gonna look to carry that on here. As you see some of the highlights there from the uh, Los Angeles match, we'll get to some of the highlights of Joey coming up here in just a few moments here on the Pop and Bob Show. Remember, we'll be giving away these tickets and the scarves coming up here in just a few moments at the end of the show. You need to like, comment, and then also share that uh, there on the Roughnecks Facebook page. Um, so when Joey Calistri is not on the pitch. Where is Joey Calistri and what does Joey Calistri like to do? It's a good question, man. I mean, uh, I, I like to, you know, hang out, just grab a coffee, not do anything too crazy, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, kind of explore Tulsa for the most part. I think, uh, okay. obviously, we live in our apartments are in Broken Arrow, but I think uh, we, we drive downtown a good amount and just kind of hang around the city and see what it has to offer. So it's pretty cool. Have you been surprised by Tulsa at all? Because a lot of people have, you know, their – I don't want to say until they get a first impression, they have an idea of what Tulsa's yeah, like. Exactly. So how has the city been for you? No, yeah. I mean, when I first got here, I'm like, whoa, it's like, I mean, obviously coming from Chicago, it's a little right. slightly different, a few less people here. But uh, but no, you kind of learn to uh, to love it a little bit. And, you know, it's it's kind of quaint, but at the same time, it has, you know, really good restaurants, coffee shops, everything you kind of need in a big city. So it still has a lot to offer. Okay. Uh, favorite moment so far from this season? Is there one that stands out? Ooh, let's see. We've had a couple of good ones. I think uh, the PK shootout against San Antonio yeah, had to be had to be right. tops. I mean, that was that was awesome. It's always. I mean, anytime you can win a PK shootout, it's pretty crazy. When you scored this past weekend, uh, one of the favorite things for everyone to do is go celebrate <laughs> with the roustabouts there. Always um, fun. Is it uh, is it a must? You keep the eyes closed because you know what's coming. Definitely, you know you're gonna definitely get a keep it closed. You just run over there and close your eyes and, and hope for the best. And then the <laughs> next uh, the next fifteen minutes, you got that strong odor on your jersey. You uh -huh. got to get used to that. So. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. That's rule number one yeah. when you go and celebrate with the roustabouts. Uh, <laughs> good group need, of guys. They need some goggles over there. Yeah, next I, time, yeah. You know what? Hey. It's a good call. Somebody <laughs> needs to shout. do that. So this Saturday, one of the roustabout members needs to make sure that they have Snorkel. some goggles. <laughs> Snorkel. And you just need to hand them over before someone takes a bath uh, from scoring a goal coming up this week. Um, so you just like to hang out. Very casual, like uh, like coffee. Um, man, Joey, you sound like you're like my age, man. You're young. I you got to go know, out and have some fun. Yeah, I mean, of course, yeah, okay. fun. Yeah, right. you got to be responsible too. But but yeah, no, we we, <laughs> ah, we find we find time to have fun. No worries. Responsible. Yeah, exactly. I like that. That's exactly. that's very strong. I know you got to get to a film study coming up here in uh, in just a bit. But uh, with where you're at now, strength wise, as far as the team is concerned, moving forward, you guys, even in some of your losses, we've talked about this a lot. You guys have imposed your will on a lot of different teams. Uh, do you feel like that this is a team that's capable of making a, a, a very deep run into the playoffs once you get solidified? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, one thing I've learned from, from playing soccer in college and, you know, last year with the Flyers that, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs. Yeah. As long as you get there, there's it doesn't matter if you're the first seed or the eighth seed. You know, anybody can beat anybody. 
And, you know, I think that's that's very, very evident in this league where you can see a, a lower team beating a top team. Anything can happen. So we definitely have what it takes to, to make a run, and we just got to keep our heads in it. And a couple of quick thoughts on San Antonio before you leave. And if we could see some highlights from the previous uh, San Antonio match as well, uh, which necessarily didn't go the roughneck's way. Chris Tierpak had uh, a couple of uh, really uh, impressive goals here coming up in a bit. But where do you see the strengths of San Antonio? Yeah, I mean, I think they have – you know, a couple attacking players like Billy Forbes and, and uh, you know, Tierpeck obviously on the wings that are very dangerous and dynamic players. They got, you know, a left back in Greg Cochran who can get forward yeah. a lot and, and deliver a very good cross and he has some pace on them. So they have a lot of weapons and, and then obviously a very strong center midfield. I think they have very technical players in there. But but at the same time, I think we can take them on the counter and I think they're, they have openings in the back line that we can exploit. No, you got to run to film study. Uh, Joey, thanks so much for taking yeah, a few no minutes problem. to come on with us. Uh, really appreciate it, and we'll look forward to seeing you on Saturday All night. Right. Thanks for having right. me. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it. You got an open door anytime See you ya. want it, man. All right, there you have it. Number seven on the pitch, but number one in your heart. That's Joey Calistri as uh, he bids us a farewell for today. And uh, Coach Vaud is uh, hanging out here to side. Sorry, I didn't mean to hog most of the interview with Joey Calistri there. Um, as he's walking away, we've talked a lot about Joey Calistri. Um, some of your thoughts on how you feel like that he has grown so far this season. Well, you know, I think he's more comfortable in front of the goal. Uh, you know, we're always trying to push him to get behind more, get behind more, you know, be more composed in the final third. I, I think the perfect example was the goal that, uh, or sorry, the near chance that he got for Rivas in, in Oklahoma City. You know, he's on a break, 40, 50-yard dribble, but eventually three or four guys are going to start to chase him down, and he just did a nice little cutout, cut the ball back, and he caught Rivas on a little diagonal mm -hmm. run in the box, and, you know, we think we talked about how uh, – how uh, their goalkeeper just barely got a toe to it. But, you know, just being more calm, more composed, getting more chances, finishing more chances. And you see he's also a good good at uh, creating chances for other players too. He's he's had a, a handful of assists and, and a lot of chances that he's created for his teammates. So the more offensive production we get out of him, the better. And I think he's stepped up and, and really answered the call. Let's go back to last Saturday night. Uh, some of your general thoughts from the 1-0 win over Los Dos. Yeah, you know, it's one of those trap games where you're mm. worried about playing down to their level. I think we were definitely guilty of it a little bit. Uh, as always, we should have scored a ton of goals, you know, I think. You know, if we weren't creating chances and we weren't, you know, dominating some of the play, but we gave them too many chances early on the first 15, 20 minutes, you know, with uh, Fabian there having to make a couple of big saves and the team having to sacrifice and scramble a little bit because uh, we were a little too loose, the team, team uh, attack and our possession of the ball wasn't great at times and we left ourselves exposed. So, But that's a young team with nothing, nothing to lose. You know, it can go either way. You can blow them out or they can hang around the whole game and make it miserable for you. So, uh, you know, we got the win. That's the most important thing. I didn't spend too much time breaking down video this week because I knew it wasn't going to be, uh, you know, it's one of those games you got to survive. you gotta, you got to be smarter than them. you got to be technically better than them. you got to finish your chances. We only finished one, but... Uh, you know, Fabian and the defense in front were good enough to get a shutout. So in the end, that's the most important thing. Get the shutout, get the three points, and, uh, you know, we focus against San Antonio, which is a totally different, emotionally a different game. You know, a team that's been at the top two or three, if not in the top part of the table for a majority of the year, and that we've played three times already. So, uh, and I think we have a little bit of something to play for after, in my mind, 
outplaying them at their place and losing three to one. You know, yeah. uh, that's something that you have to you have to make amends for, and hopefully the guys will be uh, fired up and motivated and 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 come out here and get the result. You know, I think on the broadcast we labeled it as a uh, professional win uh, this this last Saturday because sometimes you you have to have those type of wins where maybe. You know the ball's just not uh, not finding where not it needs to be. Win. It, was it was not a pretty win. It was not a pretty win, but sometimes not a beautiful game. But sometimes those, those happen, though. Hey, as far as the playoff picture goes, it was huge. Those yeah. three points put us in the spot. The way things are going, I think you know we know we have to have uh, seven points to clinch. I think two ga- two games, two wins will, will clinch it for us. The way the league is going right now, but we're just focused on San Antonio. It's a home match at our field. We're in good shape. We're healthy. It looks like Jacoria will come back in because uh, Kellen Acosta looks like he's over the hump. So give us another weapon in the arsenal to, to bring out on Saturday. And, you know, I expect us to answer the call. This is definitely going to be another playoff-type game. This is a, a low-stose team, by the way, that, I mean, you just go back and look at their recent results, and they seem to have gotten a little bit better as some of the younger guys have had more minutes as well. And even in the matches that they've lost, I mean, it's been, you know, 2-1 here or, you know, have had some, some great draws as well. So you, you can see with the MLS teams, they're, they're very young, and it can go either way. It depends on the, the run of form. They can be just getting blown out game after game or for whatever reason, if uh, you know a little bit of personnel change or they mm-hmm. keep a lineup or whatever the reason is, then they can make it difficult. You know, Vancouver had their run. Uh, Seattle had their yeah. run. Uh, and, you know, eventually it seems like they all fall back because the, the, the priority is the MLS team. So it's not about the results for them. But you definitely see where each of these teams has the – the ability to make it difficult and to go out and, and get a couple results. So I don't, I don't look any less at that victory. It's a victory. It's a shutout and uh, it's very important for us. And, you know, you're st- hoping that the galaxy and uh, Seattle and Portland and Vancouver still have, still have uh, a couple of wins under their belts to uh, help us in the playoff picture. We'll be giving away these uh, tickets coming up here in just a little bit and also the scarves as well to uh, a member that is currently viewing this on Facebook. Uh, You know the rules. You have to like, comment, and then share, and we'll do that at the end of the broadcast. Uh, Pop and Vod Show coming to you live from a Wednesday on a rainy Wednesday here in the broadcast booth at One Oak Field. Let's go back to the, the Open Cup match with San Antonio and which ended up going to PKs at the end of that match in which you got the victory. These are the uh, the PKs and the round of PKs here. But I, I want to talk about the match in general and the approach that you guys had against San Antonio there. You felt like that you did outplay them on the road in San Antonio. This was a, a highly contested match as well. What worked for you well going back in your memory in this game? Well, this game, uh, the best thing about this game was it was definitely a playoff atmosphere because it's knockout round. You go into overtime, you go to penalty kicks. I mean, there was a lot of pressure there, and that was a good thing. And the fact that we got the victory, uh, you know, was important, although I don't think it's the telling factor because obviously went down to uh, San Antonio. But for this game, you know, it's the middle of the week when you're playing a lot of games. Yeah. You've just had, you know, open cup game, game on the weekend, and then you play again here and uh, – it was a difficult game for both teams. I thought maybe on the whole we, we were a little bit better. I thought we were better in overtime. You know, they had their moments, though. It was a very evenly contested game. But I think it was the first time that San Antonio looks at us and says, this team is going to take us for all we're worth. Yeah. You know, we're right there at their level. At times, I think we play a little better soccer than they do. We're a little, we, you know, chance to dominate the game. They've been 
at times sitting back and just looking to counter and uh but they hey give them credit even though i thought we created a ton of chances and we kind of outplayed them in san antonio they scored the three goals so they have the ability to finish they're they're dangerous on the counter in general, they have been, you see our dancing skills, uh, <laughs> they have the ability to defend, although they've been showing some cracks in their defense as well, and we hope to exploit that this week. Anyone doubts on their side or on our side that we can come out there and win this game and win a playoff game against them if we have to, no matter where we play and under what conditions. What disappointed you outside of dominating the game um, in San Antonio, what disappointed you? Was it the counter that uh, that really got you in, in trouble? Yeah, we we well, there was a couple of things. You know, we left tier pack. We said that hey, we're gonna mark we're gonna mark uh, Billy Forbes with George, and he had done a real good job in the Open Cup game. I think pretty, for the most part, shutting down Billy, and uh, he did a good job in this game. And we've always showed a lot of highlights of tier pack scoring goals out of nothing. And you see, I mean, couldn't be more of a an ugly goal on the ground spinning around like he's playing a twister and scoring a goal in the first five minutes you know really set us on our heels and then score another goal just not close enough to him not respecting him enough and got beat on some mini counters and then the third goal we fell apart in the midfield you know we we had a little bit of pressure on them and we just did not account for michael reed you see him all there all by himself there he was open the whole way from the midfield stripe down and very unlucky, George makes a tackle and it sits right there for uh, for the, for Vega to finish. But you know we got beat on three counterattacks like that, and there were plenty of blame to go around and plenty of stuff to think about and to learn. And hey, every team gets beat on the counter, but you hope to minimize those things, and you hope when it happens that you, you know how to deal with it and minimize the amount of goal scoring chances they get out of it. And in this game, they really punished us for it. Do they look virtually the same as they did back there on July? Uh. I think Omar Gordon makes makes a difference. He's a much more dynamic, much stronger, much faster uh, player. He's good with both feet. I think he's already scored a goal and an assist uh, after only being maybe three or four games. So I think he gives them an extra added dimension. I don't think it's going to alter the overall chemistry of the two teams too much, although it's something to think about. I think he's more dynamic than Ajekwa or, or Elizondo or the, the other guy. Uh, so something about, but in general, they're the same team. You know, they're not going to change their. You know, they don't have another look to show us, is what I'm saying. So, I think in that respect, that's a good thing. We know to expect of them. You know, we're down there, down there right now, looking at more video of San Antonio and picking out specific things that we think we can exploit. Picking out things, where obviously we know Billy Forbes and Tierpack are the first two weapons, but how they build up and how they counterattack, you know, just to keep it fresh in our mind and see what's been going on in the last three or four games, because it is a little bit different, uh, even formation. You know, yeah. I think they've been playing more four-four-two as opposed to a four-two-three-one, which uh, which changes things and. You know, it, it gives some more advantages to us, but there's also some things you have to keep an eye on. When they play two forwards, we have to adjust the way we defend as a team. And uh, uh, But personnel-wise and the style of play, I think it's still pretty much the same. So we go into it with a lot of confidence. You had to uh, shuffle a few things in the back on Saturday because of uh, Bourgeois' absence. And uh, I thought that you put Levin there at the defensive mid, kind of that holding. I, I thought that he performed extremely well in several instances and in, in helping back defensively. I thought he made a few key plays. Yeah, you know, he coming in the middle of the season like he did, coming straight out of Mexico, it's not easy. So it took him, I, in my mind, it took him four or five games of watching on the bench but training every day to get fit and to get comfortable. But, you know, 
right now you're thinking defense mm -hmm. you know as, as attacking as we are and as many chances we create in my mind he really helps us anchor the defense he he, he chases the ball down really hard he gets a lot of work uh, he's still kind of picking up the nuances but he's learning very quickly and uh, he's not giving up the ball a whole lot uh, he's working real hard which I think when you first win the ball if someone's working hard to get it and push it to the next person especially the one or especially to our wings or people that can help us get in the attack quickly you know that's what we want to do we want to get out on the counter attack uh, you know, I've been very impressed with his performance, and he's been rewarded with a couple starts, and he's going to get rewarded with another start this weekend. So, uh, you know, I still think he's got a little ways to go to even improve. But like you said, it's been uh, he's added some dimension yeah, to us and give us a little more bite in, on the defensive side and a little more covered defensively. You know, he's not the guy to go flying forward and try no. and break up the other team, but that helps solidify us. When you've got Corrales so aggressive going forward, when you've got Kosuke who's not afraid to go forward, uh, that just gives us a little more security on the backside, uh, on the defensive side. So uh, we're happy that he's come in and made a, made a big contribution. And like you said in the past, it's tough for those guys to come in. A uh, completely different uh, atmosphere, a completely different style that they're used to playing. And for him to come in and you know adjust to it and then play as well as he has over the past couple of weeks, I, I thought he's been very impressive. Yeah, and you know we'll, we'll give Ayala another start. Mm -hmm. uh, he's another guy who's kind of had his ups and downs trying to adjust yeah. playing that defensive center midfield role but as a right back or a left back he's he's a little more at home and he's got a lot of starts with Kosuke being injured and uh, with with uh, Bradley being away for the weekend so in my mind guys like him and Tier Young and Jonathan and Paris we've got to get them in the next four games a couple of starts each so when it comes time for the playoffs they're game fit they're game ready so for sure, Ayala is going to start. I'm not quite sure uh, the whole lineup right now. Tier Young, I was possibly going to start, and he came up sick for a couple of days. So, okay. at this moment, it doesn't look like he'll start. But those guys are going to play. Yeah. You know, even when we, if we're fighting for every last point at the end for a playoff spot, these guys got to play because I want them to be as uh, as as game fit as possible for the playoffs. And that's to take nothing away, by the way, my comments from Levin with, with Paris, because I, I thought Paris and that combination, I thought they worked w well together. Yeah, yeah, working very hard on defense. Uh, surprisingly, both pretty solid with the ball. And, uh, you know, Colin and Jacory and these guys are very attack-minded players and very good and have a little something extra maybe with the ball. But uh, when you do that, you, you're not as always focused on defense. So it gives us a little more, you know, to look at down the road as the tactics unfold. Do I want to be a little more defensive? Then maybe you would go with more of the Paris and the Jonathan type. If you want to be more attacking, you'd look more at Jacory and Collins. So uh, I think it just gives us a, tactically, it gives me a lot more options, a lot more flexibility to see that these guys in the playoff run right now, as we're trying to qualify, that no matter who we put in there, that they're able to perform and get the job done. And, uh, you know, you need that You need that confidence. I need that confidence, and they need that confidence. They yeah. need to know that I'm not afraid to stick them in these games. So, uh, you know, any one of these guys. Brad, Brady uh, Ballou comes in and plays an important role in two of our victories in the last uh, three or four in Vancouver, Vancouver and then again against Los Angeles and come in and do a very specific role to help us close out games, help us keep possession, their work rate. You know, uh, he did that same role twice now and helping us uh, helping us close out victories. You know, I think it's interesting that, 
even though, and rightfully so, by your own admission, how attacking that you are, that you're constantly, you know, have that battle going on in your mind about, you know, helping back with on defense. It's something that you constantly have to think about. Right. Well, if you want to commit, you know, and we put it on the board for the last game, we want to commit and get four or five guys in the box, or at least to the top of the box. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, those guys especially, but also the five other guys have to already be thinking, where do I have to be? You know, and from the bench, there's sometimes I can have a good effect on it. Sometimes it's too <laughs> loud or I'm too far away. And, uh, you know, they've got to they've got to learn these things and make it habit all the time. You know, even when you have the ball, how many forwards are hanging out behind me? Yeah. How many who are the outlet guys? Who are the possible outlet guys? You know, sometimes, uh, you know, if it's uh, Diego Maradona and and his team is defending and he's just hanging out there, but he's kind of sitting in a nice spot. If all of a sudden he gets the ball and he's no within 15 yards of him, you go, hey. What's wrong with us? There's someone's yeah. got to someone's got to take the responsibility to say, oh, I'm going to go stand next to him. So if they if we lose the ball, he's not going to get it and go off on a 60 yard run and, and beat us uh, too easily. You know, it, little things like that. That it's every play, it's changing. It's changing. You've got to constantly reassess the numbers game, the positioning game, and tactically, how are you going to deal with whether we keep the ball or not. What is our shape like? What's our defensive shape? So I think in general we've done a decent job of it. You know, I think. Uh, guys are paying more attention. They're more in tune. Where you see, you know, we did it against Drogba, where we were really aggressive, throwing numbers at him and trying to prevent them from making early balls into his feet. And you got to have that mentality all over the field, and we're trying to develop that. Where even when you have the ball, I'm, I'm never too far away from. Okay, if I we lose the ball, can I get to the spot that I need to be? And if not, you have to adjust your position. I don't know whether we could see the highlight of uh, the save. It was listed as one of the saves of the week uh, from Fabian Serta, uh from this past weekend's match. This is the one that I had my back turned to. So <laughs> yeah, oh, so you I had your back turned to this? Okay. Yeah, All right. yeah, there. I see it. Yeah. And I think we might even have another reverse angle of it, yes. There are times where I'm not quite sure. I mean, I mean, come on. That, I don't even know what you would refer to that. I mean... <laughs> I think Dave Dave Saunders just referred a, to him as just like a reflex, you as know, like he, magic man. But yeah, this this reaction and the reflex right there, where he got just just enough of it. There. Well, and you see it in penalty kicks, and you see it, it's the same thing. They know if they're guessed the wrong way, they still have a chance to keep that back leg yeah. back there. And you see them do it on penalty kicks. You see them doing so, even though he didn't have enough time to really think it through. You know, they have that reflex in their memory that they, you know, oh, I'm going the wrong way, but I my feet are out there. I got to stretch the toe out and. And you know, still try and make a say. Obviously, it was too quick for him to really think about it, but it's just part of their DNA. You know, you do it over and over again in mm -hmm. practice and in, in games. That uh, you know, it, that one was, of course, was a little bit of luck. But hey, give, give <laughs> the guy hey, credit. Give the guy it. credit for being able to still make the play. He has. Uh, he's had some pretty phenomenal ones so far this year. To. Uh, really help this push here towards the playoffs. If we see a little bit of what we like to refer to as B-roll here of uh, Fabian Serta here in the warm-up phase. Uh, don't forget, we're going to give away some tickets coming up here in just a bit at the end of this Pop and Vod show. Uh, all right, so with San Antonio coming in to One Oak, knowing that, as you said, around seven points, I mean, it's it's now it's starting to not only figure out where the spots are going to be in the top eight there, but again, as much as we talked about how important three points was for Los Angeles, then you kind of amp that up even a little bit more. It's like every step that you take towards the end of the year, the intensity level, level rises just a bit. 
Yeah, I mean, it's natural. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any lack. I think there was possibly a little bit of lack of motivation to play the Galaxy, a young, young team, and we didn't come out, you know, stellar start to the game. And the intensity wasn't as high as you know it can be for a playoff-type game. But this game should be a different story. And, uh, you know, uh, for me, we need to get out there and get the ball moving, get at them, get in their half, and get it rolling and set the tone of the game if that happens you know then i'm happy i think then we're in a good position make them chase make them defend and uh and see what kind of question we can ask of their back line can we get behind early can we get enough numbers in the box can we put some good service into the box you know uh i expect them to come out and possibly sit back a little bit so if that's the case we have to be patient we have to move the ball we have to learn how to quickly go find the the man-up advantages, how to get numbers in the box, how to attack the soft spot when they're sitting back. We've seen it a couple teams frustrate us. Uh, you know, the Galaxy on the road, uh, they frustrated us a little bit mm -hmm. in the first half playing a 4-5-1 and sitting nine guys behind the ball. So, uh, But I'm sure we'll have plenty of intensity and plenty of motivation. That's That part I'm not worried about. Because San Antonio is still you know in the mix for that one seed as well. So uh, as you're, I think it makes sense for them to potentially come in and maybe sit back a little bit more, knowing with what's at stake for them, even fighting for that one spot. Well, I mean, it worked for them uh, in the home game, mm -hmm. right? We were all over them. We were pushed up the field, pushed up the field. And uh, we, we gave up the two goals. The, sorry, the, the extra goal at, yeah. the, at the third the third goal in the second half, uh, you know, when we, everyone looks to us and everyone, two, two to one, we're going to tie the game up, and uh, they come off out of nothing and, and score a goal. So uh, I think they're, they're confident in that they can defend. They've proven it. You know, obviously, hopefully, maybe there's a couple of doubts in their mind, giving up five goals to Swope and uh, a couple of goals to a couple other teams here. Uh, getting beat 1-0 by RGV was a bit of a shock, I think. So, you know, we'll see where they are mentally. They they were riding so high early in the year, yeah, and now there's a couple of teams, them and Salt Lake, who are, are not the teams in the best form right now. So, uh, But they, we know that it's been a big rivalry since the preseason game, and uh, I don't think there'll be any lack of motivation on their part either. One quick one about the West before we go. Has, has this uh, run by Phoenix surprised you at all? Not really. I think they've hit a soft spot in their in their in their uh, schedule. Although time, you know, the, the amount of games they're playing now is a lot. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, they'll 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 show some some effects of the fatigue. Uh, I think they have a game tonight and a game Saturday. I think that's been five or six games mm -hmm. in a row: Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. That takes uh, a toll. And they've they've done they've done a great job. But you know, who was it that rolled over on them? One of the young MLS teams. It was over within the first 20 minutes. They scored three goals. You know, th they've been fortunate to get a couple of soft games. I think, but. Uh, give them credit since we beat them here pretty badly. They've solidified everything. They've made a couple of important key changes down the middle, down the spine. That's really, uh, I think, solidified their game. Uh, but I don't think there's anything there that, you know, what we saw, we were able to, to knock the ball around them and, and dominate possession. Yeah. I don't think that part has changed. I just think they're probably a little stronger, a little bit more secure in the back in mm -hmm. their team. So uh, not a team I fear. The only thing that really – is a factor going forward in my mind is altitude. You know, yeah. there's no way to come into a, pre, a playoff game. You know, 7,000 feet in Colorado Springs, that's absolutely the last place we want to go. Reno at 5,000 plus is going to be difficult. And, uh, and 
and the Monarchs, Real Salt Monarchs. So as far as playing another team, I don't really have too much fear of any of the teams, and I think we can do fine against them. The altitude obviously makes things much more difficult and will probably change the way we would play, the way we would play tactically, not so much the opposition. We have a winner for the uh, tickets for Saturday night, so congratulations to Bill Day, who uh, wins the tickets, uh, and also the two scarves as well. They will be at will call for you, Mr. Day. So congratulations to Bill Day, and thank you very much for taking a few minutes out of your schedule to be able to watch this show uh, here this afternoon on a, a Wednesday. Coach, uh, three points, very important coming up this weekend. Thank you so much for taking time to come on with us, and uh, let's, uh, let's continue to climb the way up the west. Ready to qualify. Ready to qualify. 7 o'clock, you can get your tickets right now, 744-5901. That is one number to call for tickets for Saturday night. 7 o'clock with the start here at One Oak. Again, 744-5901 to come out and support the Tulsa Roughnecks. For Joey Calistri, who is our special guest. Oh, and don't forget, roughnecksfc.com as well. You can buy and print your tickets from home. For our special guest, Joey Calistri, for the head coach, Dave Vaudrill, I'm Jeremy Poplin saying thank you so much for joining us and have a great rest of your uh, day. And we'll see you coming up this weekend here at One Oak.